Dougie Hamilton is a top 20 defenseman in this current NHL, according to NHL Network. It's about time because he was snubbed off the list last year. And let's talk about his quiet but yet historic season for the Devils. I got the sound bites and more on today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. scores! Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed him. has got the puck. What a shot. The Devils win the Stanley Cup. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer. Dell's right from Pucks and Pitchforks and also part-time credential Mia member Trey Matthews. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about Dougie Hamilton and his historic season with the Devils. Now, why is today a Dougie-centric episode? Well, if you guys didn't know already, NHL Network recently revealed their top 20 defensemen right now. Coming in at number one was Kale McCarr, who's going to be the cover athlete for NHL 24. Coming in at number eight is the reigning Norris Trophy winner, Eric Carlson. Alex Petrangelo, now two-time Stanley Cup champion, came in at number nine. Jack and Luke's older brother, Quinn, came in at number 10. And coming in at number 12 was Dougie Hamilton. Now, I've been sitting on this episode for quite some time, but I wanted to wait until those rankings came out just because I remember doing an episode Last year, I felt like Hamilton was snubbed from the list. I understood that he was out for a good chunk of the season, but he was literally a finalist for the Norris Trophy prior to signing with the Devils. And a lot of people weren't really talking about Dougie Hamilton and how he could be very impactful for the Devils just this past season because a lot of people just forgot about what he's capable of doing. But I understood the circumstance, which was, once again, He was out for a significant amount of time. So going into the 2022-2023 season, I think it was sort of a revenge season for Dougie because, once again, not ranked in the top 20 for NHL defensemen. People were forgetting about him. People were also underestimating the Devils in general because I heard a lot of people talk about Jack Hughes and what he could do if healthy, but a lot of people weren't really talking about Dougie Hamilton and what he could do if he were hypothetically healthy. So I think Dougie went above and beyond the call of duty because he led the devil's defenseman in goals, assists, and points. But it doesn't just stop there. He was tops in a lot of categories amongst the entire devil's team. So he was sixth in even strength goals with 14. He was third in even strength assists with 32. He was second in power play goals with eight. He was second in power play assists with 20. He was second in offensive point shares with a rating of 7.1. He was also second in defensive point shares with 5.0. He was first in point shares with 12.1. He was also fourth in blocks with 86. Tenth in hits with 64. And not only that, but he broke Scott Stevens' team record for most goals in a single season by a Devils defenseman. And he also tied Barry Beck's franchise record. So he was close to breaking the franchise record, but unfortunately, he had to settle with a tie. 
So once again, going back to this revenge season for Dougie Hamilton, I think it was a sight to behold for Devils fans because based on my Burr's view, it just looked like Dougie was a lot more comfortable. He was a lot more confident. And I saw this on the power play, and it's one of the reasons why he and Jack Hughes were the go-to guys for the man advantage for the Devils, which was I just saw Dougie quarterbacking the, uh, the, the power play for the Devils on top of the point, trying to get the puck near the net, and he just had a wicked good shot. He's also very tall. He, he has very long arms, and I remember talking about this for Kevin Ball just uh, not too long ago, but the same could be said for Dougie Hamilton. So when looking at defensemen for the Devils, obviously for Dougie, we don't really talk much about his defense, but in this day and age, in the modern NHL, a defenseman is much more valued for their offensive contribution, which is why usually the defenseman with the most points will end up winning the Norris. But digressing a little bit, Dougie uh, just had a huge surge for the Devils and it was one of the reasons why the Devils had such a successful time in the offensive category and Dougie Hamilton played a huge part in it. So, yeah, we could give our, our roses to Hughes, Brad, Heischer, Mercer, Meyer, whatever the case might be. But we also need to factor in Hamilton and what he was able to do on the blue line for the Devils. And I think come next year, and I have some more expectations down the line for Dougie, but I think going into next year, it's going to be a even easier time for Hamilton to just have that surgence of offensive production because, once again, now he was able to see what worked, what didn't work, and I expect for the Devils' power play to take leaps and bounds of approval, especially with adding Tyler to Foley. So I think Hamilton can have a huge surgence on the power play. So I think he's got a lot more upside. And the fact that he was, once again, able to have a historic season for the Devils, breaking a team record and uh, just continuing to thrive, I think we can definitely see a bigger surgence in Hamilton's production. And we're going to talk about that more in the third and final segment. But Coming up in the next segment, I had the chance to speak with Dougie Hamilton during exit interviews a good while back. I asked him what are the improvements that he wants to make to his overall game and also what are his personal expectations going into next year. We'll talk about that momentarily, but before we continue, I want to tell you guys about a partner that I literally use every day. So I started taking AG1 because I wanted to be happier. I wanted to be healthier. My body's a temple and I got started treating as such. So what is this stuff you might be asking? Well, AG1 is a foundational nutrient supplement that delivers comprehensive nutrients to support whole body health. AG1 replaces your multivitamin, probiotics, and more in one drinkable habit. Science-driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source nutrients, AG1 is raising the standard for quality in the supplement category. AG1 helps you build your health foundation first. So I drink AG1 before I have to do a long car ride, before I record an episode, before I pump iron at the gym because I need to be happy. I need to be healthy. Once again, buy is a temple. Got to start training as such. It's the only life you got. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplemental routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. Check it out. Okay, so let's talk about some improvements that Dougie needs to make to his game because while his offensive production was really good, 
I think it's quite evident that uh, the fan base really wanted to see more from a defensive effort from Dougie because we relied heavily on Yoda Siegenthaler to do a bit of the carrying on the defensive side of things. And that's not all that bad because that's both of them playing to their strengths, but you sort of have to find that middle ground. You got to be comprehensive with one another. So when I asked Dougie, what are some of the improvements that he wants to make to his overall game? Here's what he told me during exit interviews. Uh, what can we expect uh, come next year? And what are some of the ways you're going to elevate your game? And what areas do you, uh, do you, are you going to try to improve on to try to better yourself entering year three of your contract? Yeah, I mean, just try to get better. I think uh, every year, work on different things, try to get better, and uh, try to have a better season than the season prior. So um, I think that doesn't change for me. I'm never happy with, with where I'm at. I always want to get better and um, want to keep doing that. Okay, so I'm not going to condescend on Hamilton's season. I'm not going to try to bring him down in any which sort of way because – I said in segment one, he was tops in a lot of key categories for the Devils, and he was fourth on the team in blocks, and he was second on the team in defensive point shares. So obviously his defense, I think a lot of people blow it out of proportion. And yes, sometimes I guess it comes at the wrong possible time of a game, which is why I think it gets heavily magnified. But at the same time, uh, like I just said before playing the soundbite, we, that's why we rely on Jonas Siegenthaler to do a bit of the carrying on the defensive side of things when uh, he is paired alongside Hamilton because the reality of it is is that Hamilton is supposed to focus on the offense and Siegenthaler is supposed to focus on the defense. But I think what Hamilton just needs to work on is just that he needs to just make sure that he doesn't have costly turnovers at the wrong possible time because I think that's what kind of irked a lot of Devils fans, which was sometimes it just came at the wrong possible time and maybe it tied a game or maybe it made it a one-goal differential. But I think for Hamilton, his defense sometimes gets blown out of proportion because, once again, he's tops on the team in defensive point shares. He's tops in blocks. And not only that, he actually ranks fifth on the Devils in plus-minus with a rating of plus-23. So when he's out there on the rink, he's obviously having a positive impact. But I think the one thing that Hamilton just needs to work on is just make sure you don't get that costly turnover, make sure you don't have that costly mistake at the wrong possible time. I think a good example that I can use for all defensemen is just like go back to that Damon Severson turnover back in December against the Philadelphia Flyers because – Severson, unfortunately, he had a bad turnover that resulted in the Flyers going on the two-on-one advantage, odd man rush, and the Flyers, as a result, that was their game-winning goal, and that was the death nail for the Devils. That was the final nail in the coffin, and the very next game, Severson was scratched. So I think uh, that play alone kind of magnified Severson's quote-unquote boneheaded tendencies that kind of irked a lot of Devils fans. And as a result, people just were so quick to ridicule Severson, but they didn't praise him for his defensive efforts for the rest of the season. Because once again, guys, there was a reason why Severson did not play in one game. And that was just due to punishment for having such a costly turnover and for running a play in the words of Lindy Ruff that wasn't in their playbook. And I think the same could be said for Dougie Hamilton, the only thing is, is that 
Hamilton's mistakes, while they sometimes were costly, they weren't as costly as that Severson blunder. So I'm just using that sort of example as a general rule of thumb for all defensemen. But at the end of the day, in my opinion, I think Hamilton does a solid job on defense. And I think people just need to look at it from a different perspective. And at the end of the day, that's why you have someone like Jonas Siegenthaler. And the same can be said for the rest of the defensive pairings, because that's why Luke Hughes is paired alongside John Marino. Marino can focus more on the defensive side of things. And then for Hughes, he can join in on the rush because at heart, Hughes is an offensive-minded defenseman. And then I think you can sort of still use that example when looking at uh, uh, Kevin Ball and possibly Colin Miller. So Colin Miller can focus more on the offensive side of things. And then for Kevin Ball, his job is to hold down the fort on the blue line for Devils. When looking at improvements for Hamilton's game, no player is perfect. No player has like a perfect outing every single game. But I think that's the one thing that I think a lot of people can come to the consensus to, which is sometimes you just got to lower the turnover. Sometimes you got to just clean it up a little bit. But I think Hamilton still did a pretty decent job. Now, let's talk about the trajectory of this team. So Dan Rice, during that same media scrum, asked Hamilton, like, when looking back at when you first signed with the team and looking at where the team is now, what's the trajectory? What's the goal? What's the future looking like for this Devils roster? Here's what Dougie had to say. To, to coming here a couple of years ago, do you feel, and it kind of surprised a lot of people because the Devils weren't a good team, do you feel the team is on the right trajectory and, and the one that you believed when you signed here? Yeah, of course, I think... Uh... Teams last year and one of the best this year, so um, it doesn't happen normally. So um, I think they talked about being ahead of schedule, even. And um, I knew, like, when I signed here, you guys were young and, and going to be really, really good players, and already were. And uh, I was signing a long term deal, I wanted to be on a good team for my whole contract. and. Year two, where for me that we're already one of the best teams in the league, so um, there's no reason why we can't continue to grow. So another thing that doesn't get talked about as often for Dougie is that let me use this example: if ESPN were to ever do a 30 for 30 type of special on this Devils team from the 2022-2023 season, I think one of the main chapters of that said story would have to be Dougie Hamilton and him signing his seven-year deal with the Devils because that was the first domino piece of fall. And it was a process, but as we know with HB and Bones, the Devils, and also the Philadelphia 76ers, sometimes you just got to trust the process, and that's what the Devils did. And as a result, down the road, they nabbed Timo Meyer at the trade deadline. They traded for Tyler Toffoli during the offseason, they found some diamonds in the rough in John Marino, Eric Halla, Andre Palat has some championship pedigree, and they also traded for Vitek Vanacek during the 2022 NHL draft. So I think when we look at Hamilton and if the Devils ever do win a Stanley Cup within a reasonable amount of time, I think we need to look at Dougie Hamilton being that main pioneer as to why the Devils were able to shapeshift their rebuild, able to shapeshift their organization, change their culture, because Hamilton saw the investment, and right now he is thriving. And 
Yes, year one was a bit of growing pains, but year two, once again, historical season ranked uh, uh, tops in a lot of key categories for the Devils. So I tip my cap towards Dougie Hamilton for basically helping shapeshift this rebuild and shapeshift this organization. So I liked what Dougie Hamilton not only does on the rink, but what he did off the rink and basically being that main centerpiece to signing that lengthy uh, deal with the Devils and trusting in Tom Fitzgerald and company's overall plan for trying to build a championship caliber roster. Okay, so let me give you guys my expectations for Dougie Hamilton going forward. Now, I had the chance to ask Dougie, like, what are some of the expectations he has set for himself from here on out? Here's what he had to say. I'm, I'm curious to hear some of your um, positive takeaways that you can uh, take away from this season and try to build on next year since uh, expectations will be a little higher. Yeah, I think just continue to build and try to get better and um, can't be happy with, with what we accomplished this year. We, um, we're standing here right now, so uh, every guy's got to try to get better and then as a team we try to get better as well and uh, I mean we started off pretty hard underdog at the start of the year and nobody expected us to, to do what we did and now we're going to have uh, more expectations on ourselves and from the outside as well and we'll have to we'll have to deal with that as well. So as you guys know Christy Flannery of the Hockey News she is a recurring guest on this show but I remember the first time that Christy appeared on my show and I believe it was around St. Patrick's Day 2022, one of the key talking points we discussed was Dougie Hamilton and his contract. And Christie brought up something quite intriguing. So Hamilton obviously first began his career with the Boston Bruins. He played there for three seasons, but then the Bruins were kind of in a, uh, in a cap crunch financial-wise. So he was a pending restricted free agent, so they traded his rights away to the Calgary Flames. He signs a six-year extension with the Flames, but he remains there for three more years, and then he is traded away to the Carolina Hurricanes. He finishes out the rest of his six-year deal. He's an, uh, an unrestricted free agent. He signs with the Devils for seven years. Now, he's already played his first two seasons with the Devils, but Christie gave this sort of X factor a while back, which is we have to see how Dougie does in his junior year with the Devils organization because she brought up that fact, which is at usually after three years, teams sort of like, I guess, lose their patience with Dougie or just don't think he's as valuable as he used to be. So they just trade him away. Now, that's obviously not going to happen with the Devils, but I think the point that Chrissy was trying to make was that the front office and Dougie need to know the risk of signing that lengthy extension. And remember, Dougie, in terms of annual salary, is the highest paid devil on this roster. So the devils are putting some precious pennies into his contract. So I think for Dougie, I think we're going to see a big surge in his overall game, like I alluded to in segment one. I think this year is going to be one of his best years as a member of the devils because the devils, once again, are continuing to improve the roster. And I said in segment one, I think the power play is going to improve in more ways than one. So, and, and with Timo Meyer added to the roster, Dougie can now try to quarterback the power play offense a little bit better. Top of the point, just try to let a shot go near the net 
and let someone like Timo Meyer try to clean it up and finish because that was one of the things that was missing for the Devils. They didn't have that power forward capable player who could finish. And then for Tyler Toffoli, he adds more depth. He adds more options on the power play. And then for Hamilton on even strength, once again, I think we're going to see uh, more goals from him. I think he sees the Scott Stevens record for single season uh, assists and also points as a defenseman. So I think he has his eye on the prize. But when looking like far down the road for Dougie, I'm going to make a take here. And I don't know how many of you are going to agree with me in this regard, but here it goes. So obviously Scott Niedermeyer is the best offensive minded defenseman in Devils history. And I think a lot of people are comparing Luke Hughes to Niedermeyer, including Candanico. And I agree in that regard, but Luke is just a kid. I don't want to put that kind of pressure on him. He hasn't even played his official rookie season yet. But when looking at Dougie, if Hamilton is able to do one or two things, win a Norris Trophy as a member of the Devils, or be a part of a dynasty type of franchise, win a couple Stanley Cups, I know that Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer They'll have their numbers hung at the Prudential Center. But if Dougie is able to break more records, break that Barry Beck franchise record, be a finalist for the Norris Trophy, and and, and just be a part of this hopefully uh, future dynasty for the Devils roster, then I think Dougie will deserve to have his number seven hung in the rafters at the Prudential Center. And I think we're also going to talk about, like, who's the better offensive mind defenseman? Is it Scott Niedermeyer, Dougie Hamilton, or Luke Hughes. And quite honestly, when it's all said and done, after these seven years are up on Hamilton's contract, I don't think you'd be crazy to say that maybe Hamilton was the greatest offensive uh, defenseman in Devils history. That's not a knock at Scott Niedermeyer. That's not a knock at Scott Stevens. But I think it's healthy to have that sort of debate. And I think that's a legitimate case for a lot of people. So once again, Luke Hughes, his ceiling it's through the roof, and I am very excited to see what Luke Hughes will do on an 82-game schedule in his official rookie year in the NHL. But do not underestimate Dougie Hamilton and what he's been able to do so far in a devil sweater as well. Yes, year one, it was very forgettable, but he was dealing with a few injuries. And I know during the playoffs this season, he took a couple steps backwards, but he revealed that he had some problems with his hand. In fact, he got surgery for it, and good thing he got the surgery early because I – I'm not hearing any reports saying that he's going to miss like training camp preseason or first few games of the year. So I think Hamilton is fine in that regard, but he was playing through injury and I know he doesn't want to make an excuse for himself. And, but uh, you know, an injury is an injury and sometimes you do your best to play through it, but we're human at the end of the day. It's not like Hamilton or any other athlete is Superman. They try their best, but sometimes it doesn't work. But remember Hamilton had that, game-winning overtime goal in game three in round one against New York Rangers, and that clinched the Devils' first playoff win since 2018. And that was also the turnaround game in which the Devils were able to overcome that 2-0 deficit and beat the Rangers in seven. So just food for thought if you're saying that Hamilton and his postseason production was bad. And yes, his round two performance was not all that good, but I think a lot of players on the devil's roster can also attest and say like, Hey, I didn't have a good showing around two either. So my thing for Dougie is that I don't know what argument you might use against him. I don't know if you're going to use his first year. I don't know if you're going to use his playoff performance. I don't know what, what the case might be, but 
the point I'm trying to make is do not underestimate Dougie Hamilton and what he's been able to do so far in a devil's uniform. So let me know what you guys think in the comment section. If you're watching on YouTube, here, share your guys' thoughts. Where do you see Dougie Hamilton in a few years? Where do you think uh, his season is going to go this upcoming year? So leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on podcast streaming service, hit me up on my personal Twitter page at TreyMatt4 or the show's Twitter page at LockedOnDevils. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.